You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Matt Nickus, and I'm your host for today's podcast. And the goal of this podcast is to take what we talked about Sunday a step further. So Sunday, I began to wrestle with this question. Uh, what is the church? The church. Well, the word church um, in the Bible is the word we see, ecclesia. Ecclesia. And it literally means the gathering of the called out ones, the gathering of the believers, the gathering of the followers. The word ecclesia is actually a common Greek word that's often used in governmental uh, constructs or situations where people maybe have volunteered or whatever, they're paid to be a senator, and now they're meeting together, they're gathering these people with authority and leadership together to assemble and make decisions. And so that's the word Jesus chooses. What's interesting is we don't translate the word into, say, ecclesia or something similar. We translate it into another word, church. Now, when I say the word church, you think of all kinds of things, all kinds of ideas and stuff pops into your head. Maybe it's a building or a name or, you know, a, a place where you gather or some songs you sing and a, a good preacher or maybe not good preacher or whatever, suits or ties or maybe not. Maybe it's casual dress, depending on maybe how old you are, where you went to church, what it looks like. It's fascinating to me. If you say the word church, so many people think of so many different things. In fact, when I was a campus pastor at my last church, my last year, my last church, uh, I ran the second campus at about a thousand people. And uh, as my role, I would get a lot of people come to me and kind of complain about everything that's wrong with the church. And then it was my job to take that information and pass it up the food chain and, and go to my leadership and say, okay, here's the things I'm hearing. How do we fix these problems? And that kind of thing. And what's interesting is there was this long period of time where I kept hearing the same phrase over and over and over again. And that is that the church just isn't deep enough. And that's the phrase that was being used roughly 12 years ago. And so I just started asking people the question, what do you mean when you say it isn't deep enough? If it were to be deeper, what would that look like to you? And so after about uh, two Sundays of doing this, I decided to start writing them down. And I came up with a list that was so big. It was massive. It was everything from uh, people saying, you know, we need more music. People saying we need less music. Some people saying we needed more lights in the room. Some people saying we needed less lights in the room. Some people saying that we needed um, more serious songs, more quiet, reflective songs, other people saying we were doing things too quiet. We needed music, quiet music during communion. We needed no music. It was distracting during communion. Uh, the sermons needed to be longer. We needed more Bible. We needed less Bible. We needed to go verse by verse. It's too confusing when we go verse by verse. I can't go deeper because I don't understand it. We need to go uh, topic by topic. And literally, I think at one point I had almost 25 things, so many of them contradictory. And I think it's because when we think of church, everybody's got this perspective of I need, I want, I like. But the word church means something else. Actually, the word church, if you want to be technical, the word we use for church comes from a different word altogether. It comes from the Greek word kurios. And over time, it got brought into, I think it's the Scottish language, where it became kirka. And then kirka over time became kerch. And then kerch over time became church. Do you hear the progression of that? Kurios, where we originally got the word kirka, Kyrios is actually the Greek word for Lord. Interesting. The Greek word for Lord is literally the word that we use to call Jesus our Lord and Savior. So when they picked the word kirka or kerch or church, the whole idea is we were the people gathered under the lordship of Jesus. The original word, though, was ekklesia, and that was the called out ones. Really, it'd be the same. But it's come to have a lot of meaning to it. 
So what is the church? Well, what really is the church? <clears throat> this thing that Jesus launched and had a purpose for. Well, I think the very first church was really trying to figure that out. But here's what it says about them. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and a prayer. While we could spend literally a sermon on each of these things, I think if you were just to take that one verse, you could unpack so much about what God intends a church to be. So the church is a gathering of people devoted to the apostles' teaching. This would be what we call the New Testament. The New Testament really is building on almost everything told to us in the Old Testament. Fulfillments, fulfillments? I don't think that's a word. Fulfillments and all kinds of other uh, prophetic words coming true in Jesus and then in the church and then telling us what God intends for um, his people to look like and to act like. But the whole point is they're devoted to it. In fact, if you go a couple chapters later, you're going to see that they show up on the first Sunday or the first day of the week, which is Sunday. And the goal of that is it's resurrection day. It's that Jesus died on the cross there on Friday, rose on Sunday. So the early church started gathering, not on Saturday, the Sabbath day of the Hebrew people, but on Sunday, because it's the day that Jesus was raised from the dead. And that day came to have depth of meaning. I think sometimes that is lost today. For one, I don't want to be a legalist. Like you can't worship on any other day. Clearly that's not true. That's not whatever God intended. But the church for 2000 years has practiced worshiping on Sundays for a reason. And the reason is it's the day that they remember. It's the day they were saved. It's the day that Jesus rose from the dead. And they want to honor that and celebrate that. But it says also uh, to fellowship. And fellowship is a funny word because it's really only used like at church settings. At least that's the only place I ever hear of it. And it's just funny what it means. It really just means for people to gather together and enjoy each other's presence. Then it also says to the breaking of bread. And actually the Greek is the breaking of the bread because it's pointing to communion. And then it says to prayer. While there's many things that it goes on to say in Acts chapter 2 towards the end that I think are important, I think these things give us some context. Here's my theory, my thesis that I'm building on through the series that we're in. I'm going to talk more about this coming Sunday. And that is this. The church can be you and your spouse and your kids in your family room, in front of a TV, watching a service, say with me teaching and Amos leading worship or whatever it is. But it can't only be that. That there are certain elements that must be present for a ecclesia to be an ecclesia. The called out ones the ones who are submitting and surrendering their lives to their Lord together. And those two things must be present. They devoted themselves to the Lord's Supper. They devoted themselves to the Lord's teaching. They devoted themselves to prayer. There's a commitment to God and to each other. And without that, you don't have a church. Right before this podcast, uh, I got a phone call from a friend. He'd actually texted about a half hour ago and just said, hey, uh, he texted a group of us. I'm going through a hard time right now. Um, can you guys just pray for me? Now, I know that my friend struggles with depression. And so I texted him back, said, man, I'm on it. I'm praying right now. If you need to talk, call me. Well, I didn't hear anything, and 20 minutes or so went by. And uh, I came in, literally walked in the room to sit down and do this podcast, and the phone rang. So I said, hey, I want to be, I got to go take this call. So I snuck back to my office. I took the call and I just talked to my friend and that conversation will stay private. But in the middle of that conversation, it dawned on me and my friend and I were being the church for each other right here, right now. We are doing fellowship. We prayed for each other. We're being church because see where two people are gathered together in the name of Jesus to encourage each other, to spur one another on towards good deeds, to hold each other accountable, to live on mission for God. And that's what our church is all about, which is why it's hard for me just to do that in my family room with my family, 
Where am I being challenged by somebody outside of me? Where am I being challenged by others uh, where I have to give and serve them? They have to give and serve me. And there's vulnerability and there's accountability and there's devoting to each other and to God's word. Let me just throw this out there. So if you're listening to this and for whatever reason being, you're tuning in and maybe you're asking this some of these same questions. What does it mean to be a church? I think it means nothing less than being devoted to others in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you don't have that, if you're just tuning into a podcast, if you're just watching a service online, let me encourage you right now to go a step further. If you're in our town, in our community, we would love to help connect you to some other believers that you could devote your life to and they could devote theirs to you. But if you're not here anywhere near Avon, Indiana, man, find a church, find an ecclesia near you because you need the body and it needs you. See you next week.